Susquehanna's Transparency 18 takeaways. Transparency 18 Demo Day Best in Show winners. And we sit down with Slink CEO Chris Kirchner for an interview. I'm JP. And I'm Chad. And we discuss all this and more on this week's episode of What the Truck. Yeah! What you drinking, JP? You know me, dude. Uh, Bell's Two-Hearted. Shout out to the Champion Sports Bar in the Gaylord Marriott. Uh, Gaylord Marriott? Marriott Gateway that we stayed at in Atlanta for also carrying Bell's Two-Hearted. It's a good thing you remember the name. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was a nice bit of uh, consolation and comfort in my time of need. I didn't have to go without. <laughs> so, you know, that was... Thank you, Elena. Wow. Still not spreading out even when you go somewhere else. Uh, well, bless your heart. Uh, bless your two-hearted ale. <laughs> and even though you haven't asked, what am I drinking, JP? Yeah, I'm drinking a honky-tonk country-style Nipa. That's a New England IPA. And I have to say, this one's pretty cool. Now, honky-tonk, they're, they're a brewery out of uh, Nashville. And uh, this is a 6.5 ABV. Interestingly enough, kind of what you have to do with NEPA's double dry hopped. Ooh, I won't that, get it. Is that what go- defines the New England pale? It, you know what it does? It kind of defines it because if you double dry hop, you make it hazy. And these are all about hay. Do you know how many hops are in this thing? Can how, I many, ju- how many? Well, how, do you know? No. The, no. What? Six. Count them. Six different hops. Wow. If I could list them, Hop-tastic. that would be <laughs> Citra, which is kind of a hybrid hop. It's, it's a really cool one. It's citrusy per its name. El Dorado, Simcoe, which is tangerine, Comet, No Pulp, and Aloha. I have no idea what some of those do, but boy, it is making for a delicious beverage. And it's getting me in the mood here after a very exciting Transparency 18 conference. I thought you were going to say exhausting, but exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it was wow. All- so your energy is no, yeah. I'm feeling was, your energy, man. We we worked very hard. We recorded a ton of segments that you guys will hear um, later. And uh, yeah, it, it was it, awesome. It's given me what I fun. need to after that exhausting and rewarding time. Wow, I'm just still kind of processing it. Just still kind of riding riding the wave. Nice. Right, right the free wave. Yeah. Uh, and so you were going to um, start us off with a little yeah. Uh, yeah, analysis. So, so this morning, uh, you know, I was greeted in my inbox by a really cool industry update on logistics and trucking from Bascom Majors at Susquehanna Financial Group um, in Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, he was at the conference seemed to really enjoy it and sent out um, his top takeaways from Transparency. Super cool more. guy. Super yeah. smart guy. Yeah, really cool dude. Um, so he said that we had over 800 attendees. Uh, 35% were technology firms. 20- over 800 or yeah. over 100? I, I, did, I misheard you. I thought we had over 800. Over 800. Okay, okay. Over 800 um, attendees. 35% technology firms, 20% brokers and 3PLs, and 17% asset-based carriers. And he was particularly impressed with the, uh, the participation of the incumbent um, large companies. Yeah, yeah. We're talking C.H. Robinson, J.B. Hunt, FedEx, Echo, all the way down to tiny little startups that no one's ever heard of. Really cool cross-section of the inter- uh, industry. He said that um, 
he's really convinced that blockchain has the potential to stre streamline supply chains, um, eliminate hundreds of billion uh, billions of dollars of waste a year, um, but that the technology is still in its infancy. He um, also, uh, Bascom, attended the uh, digitization of freight brokerage panel yeah. um, that he really enjoyed. Um, it was guys from Echo, J.B. Hunt, um, and also Convoy and Project 44. Right. Um, and he was just really impressed by the way that they are seeking to sort of reduce the friction that comes from um, serial, repetitive human interactions and, um, you know, really increase their... Um, their margins. Right. And I think as, as Don, Don, Caps, Don Tapscott had said that we waste billions of dollars in paper transactions uh, for a number of reasons. Yep. And that just adds to it. The other And the other little um, cool last part of his note was that he um, talked a little bit about the, the launch of Sonar. And he said that it's a transportation data slash econometric platform which is effectively a cloud-based Bloomberg for trucking and transportation that aggregates a multitude of unique and often real-time market indicators from sources outside equity investors' more common toolkit. And um, he sort of, you know, is telling guys um, and people who are interested in, you know, the, the financing of, of transportation, transportation stock performance, to check out Sonar because of its, you know, predictive abilities. Wow, did you say econometric? Econometric. Econometric? Yeah, so like... Whatever it is, it's the word of the day. It's like, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, measuring economic activity. It sounds like it. Charting Just it. thinking about it uh, like a cognate. Um, well, cool, man. Thanks for sharing that good word uh, from Bascom. Uh, in other awesome news about the event, we would be, as they say, remiss to not talk about the Transparency Demo Day top five winners, right? The best in class, as we call them. Uh, basically, you know, it was on Tuesday. It's a huge day. Massive yeah, day. Crazy. 35 companies gathering uh, to show off their tech-oriented pro uh, products uh, and demonstrate how their technology, this is the cool part about it, you, you have to demonstrate how your technology moves the transportation industry into the future. It has to be kind of a solution. It can't just, you know, just, just be trying to be a moneymaker or something. The, uh, the challenge, of course, was that they only had seven minutes, and it was a hard stop. Only seven minutes to do their thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, at least on one presentation, the, uh, the company went over time. There's like a bing. And like the lights came on, the <laughs> yeah. mic was cut. It yeah. was just like, oh, good job. Like, yeah, and I mean, they were worn and they had the clocks and the things. But it was overall like, so cool. And it was so um, neat to see these companies really, uh, you know, be courageous and go for it and yes. you know, get their stuff out there in front of, you know, 800 people. And you know what I think one, one of my overall takeaways and just looking at a lot of these companies do this <clears throat> was that. One of the challenges of talking about software, talking about like technology kinds of stuff, is that it's really abstract. You don't have this hard physical product, right. so it's hard to have like kind of the visual aid at times. Definitely, um, and that 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 brings me to thinking about one of the one of the um, the, the best in class ones, the box lock folks. Oh right, they I were got, like. One of the few, if not the only, uh, like physical product, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and they were therefore sort of able to make kind of 
you know, kind of a more interesting presentation, honestly. They were able to, they, the visual aid was they brought out these two, you know, yeah, lock boxes. Yeah, tell us what the what, what, um, box lock is. It, well, it's, uh, it's they call it IoT security for the last mile delivery. And it's this way of, you know, JP, like, you know, we get our packages put up on our porches all the time, right? And, and then they get stolen or they just... Yeah, it happened to me like a month ago. We had two different... My wife ordered a package. I ordered a package. Both got delivered the same day. Both. Missing. I think that like people like like kind of like they, they they might like hang out behind the UPS van or you know or, or whatever it is and and they just kind of like time it. They just kind of run up on the port. I don't. Whatever the case, this can solve the problem. It's a really cool device where you have like an app on your your phone and uh, and and you just like the the, the UPS dude or the, the actually it's, it works with UPS, USPS, FedEx, and Amazon. And they and the the driver can del- take the package. The barcode scans right there on the lockbox. The lock automatically opens. They put the package in, lock it up. You're immediately notified on your app, and you can unlock it with your app as well. Lots of transparency and cool stuff happening there with Box Lock. That was just one of the five winners. Uh, tell tell us about another one. Yeah. So um, one of the things that were, one of the really like forward looking cool um, blockchain um, based companies that demoed was Learning Machine um, and Natalie Smolinski from Learning Machine and yeah. um, another person whose name I didn't quite catch demonstrated their um, their product. But basically what they're doing is they've created a self-sovereign universal driver ID based on the block certs, open standards for issuing and verifying documents and official records. So basically it's the idea that you can yourself own all of your identity data, you know, proof of your licenses, your citizenship, your, um, you know, whatever uh, a potential employer might need. And you can sort of selectively release it to people um, and control it all all yourself in in a way. Um, And it's part of this sort of idea that blockchain can help people regain control of their own data. So it's not like, you know, Facebook, like pimping out your data or, you know, Equifax, like letting people steal it. Are they dispute like, resolution? Are they dispute resolution? Um, that- it can be because, okay. um, so Natalie pointed out that like, you know, a big chunk of fictitious pickups and stolen cargo involve identity theft where people, you know, basically create fake documents, use it to pick up a load that they're not, you know, not authorized to pick up and then, you know, it disappears. So it can eliminate that. But in the, I think an even bigger issue, honestly, has to do with um, finding efficiencies by eliminating the problems of lost paperwork. So that happens a lot. And we're talking about physical copies of paper. You know, anything can happen to that paper. The block certs standard and learning machines platform allows, you know, the creation of a shared version of the truth where people can pull from it but it never goes away. It's on. It's all on the distributed sort of ledger. Sort like, yeah, like 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 smart contracts, like like time stamped blockchain. Yeah. Stuff going on there. Yeah, and what's cool is that like instead of sending someone, you know, what could be like a fake copy of a document or printing of off, course, print yes. of print, like this is like all sort of like cryptographically verified that it belongs to the person that it's supposed to belong to. They did a fantastic job. Another another um, winner. Uh, winning, winner, winner, chicken dinner was the, uh, you know, you spoke of some of the incumbents, T- TMC, C.H. Robinson, 
um, have you know partnered uh, you know with uh, Microsoft. It was really an impressive. I, I saw their demo. Um, they're focused on four PLs and uh, global shipments, and they just had this impressive uh, visual display where they were just showing how they can grant like granular is the word with them. Mm. They, they can get super granular. Where you can just see like every movement of every single, whether it's ship or air or or land. It, it's it, it was actually the, probably the overall most impressive visual like software thing that I've seen. It's like the- UI like, yeah like the UI the the what they're doing and and, and and it was also a particularly impressive demonstration because I forget the presenter's name but uh, he 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 said since I've been at this conference I have you know I uh, basically sent myself a package to this conference and tracked it and they showed how it was tracked and he's and then he pulled it up and said and it got here two hours ago nice like that oh, was that's pretty cool that was pretty that's cool slick. it was it was really showmanship uh and hence one of the best in show what else who else was a winner yeah so um we also had triumph pay from um, TMK Bank, uh, Triumph Capital. Uh, they also spoke at the Bit of Members Symposium on Monday. Um, really, really cool dudes um, out of Dallas. They're one of the biggest uh, banks that does factoring for the transportation industry, which is a huge thing. And they basically, you know, uh, demonstrated a blockchain-based payment platform that they think will eliminate, you know, billions of dollars of, in- of waste because of inefficient processes. Um, Jordan Graft, their uh, uh, executive vice president of payments, was saying that because uh, servicing the receivables of a transportation company is so labor intensive, the rates have to be so high. Like it's the equivalent of like a 24% APR um, to do a trucking company's payables. So that sounds super expensive. Receivables, I mean, yeah. And so. Their, their whole thing is like, we can lower our costs and therefore lower your rates. And he pointed out that he thinks... It this, must have been pretty persuasive. He thinks this is like an evolutionary thing. It's a step change. It's not going to... Yes. It's not going to get rid of factoring, but it continues the trend of technology being able to lower factoring rates from 5% to 4% to 3%. To, now they're around 2%. He thinks they can go much lower. Wow. Okay, cool. And, an- and the, an- the, another like really strong uh, presentation and business uh, is Slink, who we happen to have been covering. Like we, I, you know, we recently uh, covered them uh, in a transparency, you know, like thing. I talked to Chris Kirchner uh, a week yeah. ago. And they were a sponsor at Transparency. 18. They they were a sponsor. And they happened to give uh, uh, Raj and Kapil gave a fantastic demonstration, uh, and then and then on Monday we uh, well we'll t- I mean we can let let's instead like sl- we talked with Chris Kirchner on Monday and I think that's one of our you know that's our interview that we conducted there, uh, not knowing who the winner would be. Right, it was so cool. We we happened to interview the CEO Chris Kirchner um, on Monday before the demo, before the voting, all that stuff and. Why don't we just get right into that? Hello and welcome to day one of the BIDA Symposium, right leading into the Transparency 818 event down here in the ATL at the GICC, which stands for what, JP? The Georgia International Convention Center, as far as I know. Um, It's a big place. So excited to be here. Everyone's worked. 
on this for so long, and as you like to say, it's all happening. It is all happening. It's very exciting, too, because to lead things off, we are joined by CEO Chris Kirchner of Slink. Um, we recently talked to you. Uh, Chris, hey, hey, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's exciting. It's fun to see all these people in the building walking around, talking about blockchain, talking about how to make the industry better, how to get adoption. It's it's a lot of fun, and this is just the very beginning, so I'm excited for the next couple of days. Fun. Yeah. I'm really curious about um, hearing more about your philosophy behind building your team, because blockchain is so new, and you're, you're part of the mission of Bitta is just to educate the industry about what's possible because people, you know, have misconceptions and there's a lot of sort of ignorance. And of course, there's so many different levels of like technical specificity you can get down to. So I just wonder, like, if you're building a blockchain powered startup or a startup that's offering a blockchain product, where do you get the people that can that can work on that? Find people who are a hell of a lot smarter than me to start. Um, <laughs> No, so so most of our founding team, in fact, four out of five, I'm the, the lone uh, holdout here, but they, they came out of Salesforce, and these are guys okay. who have built so massive pieces of enterprise software. Uh, in fact, most of the guys came out of the Einstein team, so they were working in artificial intelligence and, and built you know our Einstein for Sales Cloud, which is, I think, the most commercialized artificial intelligence product on the market right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, and so, so these are guys who are used to building leading-edge technology, you know, front-edge technology. Um, you know, Suthapong, our, our engineer who, who's head of our blockchain, uh, he, he was at Salesforce almost 10 years. And this is a guy, you know, he was on the service cloud team, the Einstein team, he, he led a yeah. lot of their, you know, was part of the, a lot of their big products. And, and so finding guys who are well-rounded, who have built enterprise software, understand what it means to, to work and engage a customer and truly develop and build a solution for them, you know, that's what we do. We solve problems for our customers. Blockchain yeah. just happens to be the best way to do it. Huh. But but we, we didn't start our journey on blockchain and say, hey, let's go build a blockchain company. We, we started with market research. Uh, my co-founder Raj and I went and just started talking to customers in the space and say, hey, what are your problems? What are top three, four, five things that are killing you right now? And if someone could build software to solve them, Interesting. What what would that what would that arrow be? It seems be? like that's like one of the advantages of Bitta um, is that it kind of enables those conversations between different industry participants. So you're not we're not just like rushing forward like lemmings off a cliff, you know, b building this sort of expensive technology that might not be commercially viable. The whole point is to find out what people need and then you know, develop, yeah. you know, solve yeah. the problem. Well, and I feel yeah. like that's a miss by a lot of people in the space too, from the tech side. People build products before they talk to a customer, mm -hmm. which is, you know, before we had written a line of code, and I say we, but I, I haven't written any code right, before, right. before our guys wrote any code. We had talked to 25, 30 customers and, and had this, con this just very candid dialogue. You know, they came through our, uh, our advisor network and, and you know, th these are people who are, you know, kind of close to the family, if you will. But we had a lot of these conversations to make sure that before we started building, we were building something that, that would address a problem. And, and you're, you're exactly right, this, this uh, bit of event and, and the, the alliance as a whole is a great way to facilitate some of those conversations if you're willing to have them right. and, and find yeah. those customers. 
have you uh, in any of the breakout sessions or at any of the, uh, the the events so far today? Have you had any good conversations? What, yeah. What's happening? Yeah, just some some conversations in passing. You know, part of it was catching up with people. We're actually we're having an advisory board meeting here today at the Marriott, so I've nice. got you know all okay. our advisors in in one place, which is fun. So I was catching up with some yeah, of them, yeah. but but yeah, just in, in in passing and walking people by people in the hall or like at the bar at the hotel last night, just being able to have some of these just off the cuff candid conversations not in this stuffy meeting room but where you can actually right, get, now with like get the truth out, yeah. with like Robert's Rules of Orders and, where you can and just get the truth out of people and, and have these these very just blunt dialogues about hey here's what's killing me in my business is blockchain a solution or is it not you know that yeah, that's a something that a lot of people are, are failing to do and that's say hey look blockchain is not the way to do this you know our, our core value proposition, what we sell people, is we create efficiencies in their business to reduce costs. Very, very simple. That's that's what okay. Slink's about, is we simplify blockchain and we're simplifying supply chain software. But in that piece, if you're not simplifying something, if you're making it harder or selling software for the sake of selling software that's not truly delivering something to the customer, what you know, why are you doing it? And that's, I think, right now, blockchain's in this phase of, of people identifying, okay, is this a is this a viable use case or is it not? Because blockchain is right. not a one size fits all or it's a solution for everything. You know, there's a lot of companies out there like IBM trying to boil the ocean with blockchain. Like this, it's just not going to happen, right? Like, it, you have to come in can with you, a targeted problem. Can you uh, tell us um, about some of the stuff you learned in your market research and maybe just like a specific use case that you're working on with with the customer? Yeah, uh, one thing we learned is is there's a a lot more openness to discuss problems because people are genuinely trying to find solutions for them. And so the the, the customers, and you know, we're talking Fortune 500 businesses, they're very candid. Hey, here's here's what we're struggling with, and if you could fix it, it's it's worth you know whatever that amount of money yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But it's worth something to us. And and there's also this appetite now where they see software, they see technology truly as the way to do these things. You know, there are a lot of legacy processes in this business, a lot of paper-based things, a lot of things that that haven't, yeah, yeah, well, and and email's a whole nother thing. People are trying to get away from that because everyone's inbox is flooded. Um, But, yeah, you know, the, the, the appetite for change, for new technology, for things like blockchain, that there is a lot more uh, I guess they're a lot more eager than we thought they would be to these changes and to experiment with things. You know, let's try it. We'll spend some money. We'll, we'll dedicate some resources. We'll try this thing. If it delivers, we're willing to go the distance. But let's see if it's going to deliver first. And, and that's that was surprising to us because we thought it would be you thought it was more be much of a, a hard sell, like you having to like scare people into investing in technology. But yeah. it seems like they've kind of you know. That's now just an accepted sort of operating assumption that if you're not looking for the next thing, if you're not staying ahead, then you yeah, be then someone else is. You know, and I think Amazon yeah. has a lot to do with that. You know, people are legitimately scared of what Amazon poses to their business, that yeah. threat. And and the other thing too is this mentality from you know the large corporation size. One of our biggest fears was they won't want to work with us because we're a startup. Mm. You know, hey, you guys don't have the resources. You're not going to be able to roll this out if we want to go. Like, why don't we just go directly to IBM? Or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. Somebody who can support us. Well, there's this dissatisfaction with a lot of the big software companies and lack of innovation, especially in the supply chain space. We found that. But we've also found that there's a much larger appetite to engage startups. And they see it as, 
not only a potential partner, but a partner that they can help grow. Mm. You know, in a lot of our, our meetings with even Fortune 50 companies, they say, hey, you know, where are you in fundraising? You know, if, if, if this pilot works, if this, you know, if we want to go the distance with you, we're willing to, to invest in the company, invest in your success because it'll help us as a business. And so you're seeing a lot right. more um, activity and, and a lot more assertion in terms of getting into the investment game from these big companies. You know, a lot of them have innovation yeah. arms and things like that yeah. in San Francisco now that we're engaging with that are bringing us into to, to the parent company. We've definitely noticed um, at Freightwaves just how active a lot of the venture are, you know, venture sort of divisions of these huge companies are. I mean, and if you think about it, it seems like, I guess financially, like a, a much less risky way for them to experiment um, where they're not sinking a ton of costs and they have a potential really big payoff because they're getting equity in a, in a small company that could become a big company. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of it's strategic stuff. You know, hey, if you benefit our customers or us directly, then then they're willing to do that because, again, they receive benefits in other areas. You know, they're, they're getting revenue from existing channels or, or things of that nature right, to where right. everybody walks away happy. So I'm trying to get a little more of an understanding of how your particular blockchain solution or technology would work. Uh, and, and so you've got guys from Salesforce. Is it kind of, uh, are you kind of creating like an, an, an agile, customizable, like, you know, like it's gonna work with the user experience like company to company or yeah, or, yeah or so is, yeah so we have really two key focuses and one one is simplicity and mm -hmm. that's simplifying everything you know I, I'm not a technical background guy you know right. my, I'm a sales and marketing guy okay and and so for me in, in the vision for the product and for the company you know I need something where I don't have to write code it has to be easier yeah, than what's already out there. It, it has that. to be easy to use it has to be very straightforward and so we've incorporated that in and I think Salesforce does that very well you know out of the box you can make yes. some customizations even if you aren't super technical and be able to to hone it into your business but but yeah we've taken and you're going to you know, be this, demoing this yeah we are the, yeah tomorrow we've got a live demo tomorrow we're pretty excited first time we're actually publicly showing the oh, yeah awesome. showing the product so Very we were cool. getting all our patents and all that stuff done over the last couple months before okay. we go public with it so we're, yeah we're super excited uh, my co-founder raj is going to do our demo okay. uh, he's, he's our chief product officer so he'll, he'll be delivering that demo uh, he came out of the Einstein team at Salesforce. Uh, we actually met because I was a customer of his. Oh, uh, cool. So funny, nice. funny enough. Uh, there's a good story behind that I'll, I'll share at some point. But, okay. uh, but yeah, so, so beyond simplicity, the, the other thing that we're going after is speed. You know, right now okay. I mentioned a lot of people are very eager to test this, right? Let's, hey, let's try it on this problem. Let's try it on that problem. Let's yeah. see if it works. Mm -hmm. Well, if it takes nine months to get a pilot going, the excitement's gone at that point, right? You're just right, like, right, right. can we hurry up and get this thing out of the way? So we can deploy a pilot. You know, if someone has, we've had customers come to us and say, hey, here, here's our network. Here are the five companies we're going to work with. You know, it takes us two weeks to spin up a pilot. Wow. And that's wow. including training people. Yeah, because out yeah. of the box it works. You know, we're in the app store now. We, are, we have a fully developed okay. mobile solution. iOS, Android's coming in yeah. 30 to 45 days, I'll say. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, so we can spin up things really quickly and get going. And, and our customers are loving that because we can try things. We can see if it works. If it works, we're doing more of it. If it doesn't work, we're scrapping it. But it's, it's low touch. It's, it's quick. It's agile. And, and that's something that's great in a new technology like this. Can you talk about the customers that have um, already done pilots and just what, 
what the kind of scope of it was, what the results yeah. were. Yeah. yeah, I can talk about some of it. I can't really name any customers just yet because of contracts. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll say we're, we're co-innovating with UPS and, and working with them and some of their customers. Wow, okay. Um, so, yeah, they've been fantastic. There, there are some people uh, in their global customer uh, solution division that from very early days, you know, while we were still figuring out our product truly, uh, engaged with us and, and jumped in and they have a great internal appetite for the technology and for what it can do to benefit their customers. You know, they're, they have a very similar mantra to us as a company in terms of being very customer centric, something we kind of borrowed from Salesforce, if you will. But, you know, it's, it's all about, hey, what can we do to make our customers better, make their lives better, make their businesses better? And so, uh, you know, we've been able to use their expertise in logistics and, and their understanding of the processes globally and all modes of transportation, right? right? They touch everything yeah. and, and use our have, knowledge like, of blockchain, like yeah. 9,000 kinds of vehicles or something like that? Yeah, they have all the vehicles. They have an entire, you know, they have their own air force, right? You know, uh, their own airline. I think they have like 540 jets or something like that. You know, wow. it's it's incredible. But, you know, the for a big company like that to, to be willing to have the conversations, truly co-innovate and collaborate with us, um, that's really helped us out. And, and we love... You know, working with them, you'll see a little bit about them in our demo tomorrow. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, so, so that's they're, the, they're a fantastic part. Uh, what What do you think, um, Chris, is a problem in the industry right now? You know, it's a, it's an immature industry in some ways, right? The blockchain and then the crypto asset <laughs> side of things as well that this often gets associated with. And I know you guys have nothing to do <laughs> with the crypto, not going ICO. <laughs> but what do you think is the main problem, uh, if, if there is one? I, I don't know. I'm just imagining. I mean, there's a challenge. I, I think it's um, one, a lack of, of, I guess, pointed solutions being talked about. You know, like I said, uh, maybe I'm just kind of trying to boil the ocean with this blockchain yeah, for everything, like the, right? Yeah, like, like it's or, uh, this band-aid that fixes all problems in the world, right? <laughs> right? You know, and so it's hard for customers to, to con- go from where they are today to, okay, I understand what blockchain is, right? Go from A to B. And so that's part of it. And then I think with these ICO companies, they're spending so much money marketing their damn token, right? Yeah. Instead of talking about, hey, here's what our product does. Here's how blockchain right. is used. Here's what we solve for our customers. And so there's yeah, this not, disconnect in those yeah. two. Here's like not, the people not really for, for the industry that actually like demanded our product. Yeah. And like, here's the pain point. Yeah, like, I mean, even, even like the really advanced like uh, projects like Ethereum, for example, with like, decentralized applications it's like it's still hard to imagine like exactly why you know you would need to run um, software on hundreds of yeah. sort of like anonymous decentralized trustless computers, it, it, as opposed to like AWS and a lot of it yeah so so we're, we're all built on AWS for now we can actually we've deployed on Azure and, and some different things just to get you know flexibility for us and our customers is a big thing and being able to adapt as the market matures mm-hmm. you know we've, we've taken right, a lot right, of that right. into yeah. account but you know I think there's a fundamental difference in approach and, and I talked a little bit about you know our market research and we started finding the problems well with blockchain because in with any technology that comes out as the hot thing right, right. AI that was very similar right, five right. six years ago you have a lot of people that create solutions and then go searching for a problem that matches what they've built. And, yeah. and that's not the way to do it. You, you can't build a successful company that way and, and you can't truly deliver for your customers if you're trying to fit you know, a square peg into a round hole. Okay. And so we went and you know, triple measured the hole and then built a peg that fits into the hole. That's cool. 
that awesome. sounds like a smart seems, way to start a business. Yeah, and um, it's just a smart way to develop a blockchain technology that's actually going to get used. Um, yeah, that, and that's what we want. We yeah. want adoption. You know, you see, so in our in our product, and I'll give you a little teaser. In fact, I'll, I'll show you guys. I can't show everybody listening, unfortunately, but I'll show you guys a little bit about you know show you what it looks like. Like we we've almost hidden blockchain. You know, we market ourselves as intelligent supply chain solutions with okay. blockchain. You know, it's it's almost, you know, we bury the lead a little bit because yeah. we're not a blockchain company necessarily. We are a supply chain solutions company. Uh-huh. That's that's what we do. We we provide solutions for problems. And so the blockchain for us, like, you'll see it in our timeline, in our product. You'll see the transaction IDs, but you don't actually see a lot of the blockchain. It's there. You're getting all the benefits of it. You're wow. getting, you know, what you're truly buying yeah. blockchain for. But People, it's all just happening. People, don't care about block sizes. They don't want to run hashes. nodes. They no. don't care about you, block sizes. We provide that information yeah. for the technical people within the organization who want to see that. Right. And we provide full customizability in our whole applications modular so they wow. can insert it into existing software systems and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the blockchain, it's its there and it provides significant benefit. But that's not what people right, right, are buying. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, we have to get it to a point where it's not just like nerds who are using it for the sake of doing something cool and experimental, right? I mean, yeah, yeah get it you, out of You the, need something that a P&L owner, an operator in a business wants to buy. It's like, this saves me money. Uh, um, so what's the next step for Slink America? Uh, like, so this is, tomorrow will be the first public demo of the product. Yeah. Um, what's what's your roadmap? It's, like it's crazy. Um, you know, thinking about tomorrow, it's kind of like, uh, it's it's our coming out party, right? Uh, so we're super excited about that. Uh, we're, we're starting to grow internationally. We're working on some stuff in Europe, um, looking at some stuff in South America. I spoke to a bunch of CIOs from Peru last week. Wow. Uh, looking in Asia as well. So, so we're kind of identifying how we're going to expand globally. We've got a couple things moving with customers here uh, locally and, and in the U.S. So, right. so we're starting uh, to focus on that, and then and looking at, you know, engaging governments. We're having conversations with DHS and, and okay. Customs Border Patrol, and, and looking at other governments around the world that we can engage and and try to come up with ways to use our platform. You know, our platform we've basically given people the tools, right? Yeah. So. We have an out-of-the-box, a couple out-of-the-box apps, one for international logistics, one for product traceability, one for more compliance, whether that's uh, regulatory compliance or vendor compliance. However, mm-hmm. compliance is a very big bucket, right? Okay. But we're also engaged with the several ISVs and other companies that are using our APIs, our core APIs, to build their own apps on top. Um, so, so we're yeah. getting exposure and experience in a lot of different industries from you know, chemicals, oil and gas to... Uh, airlines to luxury goods you know we're, we're experimenting in a lot of things to see you know from a track and trace standpoint yeah. or a, a supply chain vendor accountability standpoint what works and and there are some things that we're seeing that are having great horizontal application but then there are some things that people think they come to us and say hey we want to use blockchain for this and we're like eh, it's probably not the best thing to use there there's this other solution uh-huh. we know some people there so yeah. you may want to call them but that's not a blockchain thing so you know, that, that, that's yeah. that's part of our sales process is kind of setting expectations or understandings of where this should work and where it shouldn't work. And all over the world, that sounds like another part of the, the fun thing about being a CEO. Yeah, right a lot, there. a lot of airplane time. You know, I, I spend a, a lot of time on Delta Airlines. So, I just uh, think the the whole the overall philosophy of like not only doing the market research ahead of time, finding out what people need, looking at their financials, but also like 
the actual product itself is so customizable. It encourages like uh, you know people to develop their their own tools and build build stuff off of your um, your platform in house. I think it's yeah. like you just I just don't hear that very often from like the blockchain world. It's so it's so refreshing to talk to you because <laughs> so many people are like, wow, you know, I'm. I'm a genius. You know, give me tons of money. We're not. Look at our wife. We're not. We we don't know our customers' business. You know, we actually we come into like our first pitch meetings with more questions than answers. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to learn about their business and and we get excited to learn about our customers' business and what's challenging them. And you know, we just like to problem solve. And and we're building a product that's gonna help them problem solve. A lot of these large corporations now, they have technical resources inside, you know hundreds or maybe thousands of them right depending on what what business they're in you know everyone's a software company I think somebody famous just said that recently right and and so what we're trying to do is help them help themselves right hey here here are some raw tools here's some guidance but customize it and and do it because there is no such thing in the supply chain as one size fits all every company is very nuanced is very individual is very unique and so for us the challenge in building a platform that can work horizontally it is exactly that a challenge, but there are there's eighty percent of that equation that is similar. You know, the same raw tools, the same core functionality can apply across all of it, and and so that's what we've done. And then we're engaged. You know, we're we're partnering with Deloitte. We've got an announcement coming out about that. I uh, hope they don't get mad because we're getting the contracts finalized <laughs> by lawyers. But. Uh, you know, awesome. one of our board members yeah. so was they, a managing so partner they, at Deloitte. They do all so. kinds of stuff. Announced they, right here on yeah. What the Truck. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. The big reveal. Yeah, I might, I might so, get a question from a Deloitte lawyer that sounds kind of like that, except and, it'll be a word that rhymes with truck, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Kirchner bringing it for us here uh, at day one, the BIDA Symposium, the day one of all the festivities happening at Transparency 18. And that'll do it for the big stories this week. As always, we go into more detail about each of the topics we've talked about today on our website, FreightWaves.com. We will continue to publish this podcast weekly, so be sure to subscribe to What the Truck on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, make sure to leave us a review to let us know what you think of our new podcast. And if you're interested in freight economics and finance, come to our Market Waves Conference at the Gaylord Texan Resort and Convention Center in Grapevine, Texas, this November. Visit marketwaves18.com to learn more about this event. That'll do it for today. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week on What What the the truck. Truck.